AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Crush. Charles W. Chuck Bryant here at the end of a very long day in Los Angeles. I knocked out four of these in a row today, everyone, and quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing my own voice. But I must intro and outro the show because I had Kurt Brownaller and his lovely wife Lauren Cook in, my first my first couple, which I was really excited. I met Kurt and Lauren on the Max Fun Cruise, which was uh Jesse Thorne, you know, does his Max Fun Con every year, which I've talked about. It's, it's the way I've met a lot of these great comics that I know. And he did a cruise one year, only cruise I've ever been on. And he had a great, great roster of talent of comedians on that cruise. And uh, Kurt was one of them. And uh, Lauren, his wife, is an actor who does uh, a great thing called Radio Picture Show here in L.A. And they're just lovely people. And uh, when we hung out on the cruise, I was like, these are these are my kind of folks. And uh, they're just both very nice. And I called upon them because, uh, well, they're great and they're funny and fun. And I wanted to get a couple. I thought that'd be interesting to to get a married couple in here. And they picked the movie. They were kind enough to try and agree on a movie um, that is probably not either one of their favorites. And they agreed on the movie Broadcast News, the great, great uh, James L. Brooks film with Albert Brooks, uh, Holly Hunter, and William Hurt uh, from 1987. Wonderful movie. I hope you've watched that one before this one. Uh, this episode because it's it's a really really great film, and we had a great time talking about that and life and kids. They have a beautiful little baby, and it was fun to kind of swap parenting stories with them as uh, first time parents. So here we go with Kurt Brownaller and Lauren Cook on broadcast news. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of 
words that you shouldn't say that are just sort of like regular words. Like, yeah. You can't say no. Like fuck. Screaming fuck at her all we the time. We were just yeah. talking about that. <laughs> yeah, we're not very good, good about watching the language. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty bad at it. And she yeah. has not repeated any of it yet. It's weird. Oh, oh really? She repeats stuff all the time. That yeah. That's great. Where, you know, the other day she said something, that's disgusting. I was like, well, who taught you that? But then I heard it on Peppa Pig. Oh, which we just downloaded Peppa Pig. Yeah, get ready. Yes. Oh, yeah. about that little British pig. They just go nuts for it. <laughs> it's crazy. Man, we got to, yeah. Yeah, that's we're just a new getting one. Into it's going to be, stuff. yeah, exactly. Because she just, she we're going to have our first one. flight. You know, they say no screens until two. And we were like, fuck that. That's yeah. not, not going to work that's for us. That's a tough rule. Just yeah. for the flight. But yeah. for you know, the flight. Yeah. But she does watch Sesame Street too. Yeah, she does. Now, Ruby, we—I mean, she started watching stuff here and there a little bit early, and yeah. you know, you just got to let yourself up. I think yeah. so too. And give yourself a bit of a break. Also, I, also I was, was watching raised TV. On Sesame yeah. Street. I watched TV all the yeah. time. Yeah, our screens were just shittier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I sat around and played the the Merlin and the yeah the handheld football game like yeah. for hours constantly. constantly. Yeah. It was just lo-fi and crappy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was pointless. <laughs> so that's yeah. the moral of the story. I mean, Ruby, Ruby sat through a movie when she was screens. probably two. Really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Like at a movie theater? No, but okay. we did. Actually, we took her to see Coco. That was the only movie. That's the only movie she's ever been to in the theater, and she for ninety percent of that one because my wife Emily was like, "It's too young. She won't sit still." And yeah. I went, "I bet you she'll just sit there." And yeah. for ninety percent of it, she was like this. Oh my god! And then the other ten percent, she wanted to play on the stairs a little and yeah. then sat back down. That's great. That's and was it like a, a children's screening, or did you just go? Uh, we. I mean, it was an afternoon screening, mm -hmm. so it was largely kids. Yeah. yeah. And so you don't worry about you know bothering oh, yeah, other Coco. people yeah yeah but yeah that's my biggest fear is just putting people out yeah right i public. get that <laughs> yeah totally she's a new thing where she stuff. just starts screaming in restaurants yeah but out of yeah. happiness yeah, yeah, not, she's, she's like, not hey! sad she's uh -huh. just excited right. about the food and, the, and she's just very loud that's <laughs> what i always want to yell like she's just happy <laughs> yeah. doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> revel in this everybody <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> Isn't she adorable? <laughs> so you're gonna do your first flight soon? Sunday. It's, or no, it's not our first flight. It'll it's our ours. first flight since our worst flight. Yeah. Uh, we had a tough one when she was like six, four, six. How old was she? Kurt was in Montreal, so I took uh -huh. her to Montreal. Must have been six to months. To see him. Yeah, I don't even it was remember. Back it's for, all a blur. It was November. It was a nightmare. She didn't sleep a single moment. She was she eight just months. Nonstop loud crying yeah eating the seat belt you know like mouth yeah. on whatever jeremy yeah. thing she could get yeah ruby went well we adopted her so she flew at five days old yeah which was uh fine that's yeah. totally so fine yeah but then um we took her actually about olive's age we took her to new orleans and she was great on the way there perfect flight and we we're like this is great and for about 90 percent of it on the way back she was great but the last 15 minutes of that flight was just we were that yep. yeah that family yeah yeah and i usually am like get really embarrassed i'm like we got to get out of here but there was something about me and being on the flight just being like fuck all you guys i don't care <laughs> that's me that's me in this scenario he's, yeah, yeah, yeah he's the i first... wish i could have some more of that because i'm usually embarrassed and yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't want to be causing the disruption yeah i don't want to be causing the disruption but i'm, I'm always probably like, will get over that headphones yeah. were made for a reason everyone put on your headphones <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm really discovered about humanity baby. though like, yeah the people yeah. that are eh, yeah and then the people are like i'm so sorry i've yeah. been there yeah, yeah totally 
Uh, yeah, it's just whether or not they're parents or not. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, if you're a parent and you look scornfully, then oh, there's a special place in hell. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, so we always like to talk a little bit, we meaning me, about like the growing up movie years. And I knew you grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. Because I lived in New Jersey for a while. Okay, where at? I lived in Bernardsville. Bernardsville? Do you know it? Nope. Where is it? Basking Ridge okay. near Morristown. Okay. Uh-huh. I know. Morristown's the, the yep. town I always throw out. Yeah. yeah. But you were more beachy, right? Yeah, Neptune and Asbury Park. Yeah, which is a totally – there are many different New Jerseys. Oh, know, yeah, yeah, That is that is such a the small shore. state. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, and where did you grow up? I started uh, in Boston, outside Boston. Uh-huh. And then I started when... my life. <laughs> <laughs> I never know how to answer this question. I, like People always accuse me of lying because I can say I'm from three different places, uh-huh. honestly. I just moved, and then my mom moved, whole thing. Um, but Boston, a suburb of Boston, a tiny little suburb, called Natick and mm. then Ellicott City, Maryland, which okay. just recently flooded. Oh, a yeah. second time. A second time. Yeah, that made no Where news. were the formative years movie going wise? Like where was 9 to 13? Maryland. Okay. Yep. And you were Jersey throughout. Mhm. Yeah. Oh yeah. What were some of the movies for you guys early or was it even a thing that you cared about? Oh yeah, 100%. Definitely. The Explorers? Beaches. <laughs> this is great. I've never had a couple in here. This is exciting. I think Kamel and Emily are coming on soon. We are super possible. different. Yeah. yeah. All right. So explores the. Is it was that what a you said? space movie? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. little little Ethan Hawke, right? Yeah, and they make a spaceship out of a tilt-a-whirl mm-hmm. uh, can- container seat. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? And then they meet. Yeah, and then they meet aliens, and they have never been seen listening that? to. No. It, it sounds was a like boys Return movie. of the Navigator, which I did Flight really of the like. Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Love that. Return of the Navigator was My the sequel. My favorite <laughs> movie. Was that your favorite movie? No, I did love oh. Flight of the Navigator, though. I did. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. And That's nobody talks about song. it. It doesn't get any love these days. Yeah, that and there's a like bunch right. of like kids flying stuff movies mm-hmm. around that time. Like Daryl was another one. Mm-hmm. Flight of the Navigator. Daryl stood for something, too. Wasn't that yeah, an acronym? Yeah, data analyzing robotic something yeah yeah you think you're just daryl <laughs> no young but it was like young why was young right young life form i think uh-huh. data land yeah whatever i think that's right probably young life form i don't know <laughs> right but it's data analyzing and young life form and then righteous two R's robotic the righteous robotic yeah there we yeah. go uh so beaches you threw out no, so yeah. that clearly I, I knew some some young ladies back when i was and i guess that was high school i'm older than you guys but beaches was a very big deal Oh god! For, yeah. a lot, for a lot of young women. Yeah, I just remember I was I was little the first time I saw it, like maybe six, and I cried so hard <laughs> that my mom was worried about me. Um, like she was like she felt as if she'd done something really wrong by, and, showing, it and, to by you. showing it to me. And then and then I went to bed like still crying. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I feel like you're about to cry right now. No, I could. Okay. I can cry really easily. She can. It's a it's a it's, it's just how show. I express a lot of emotions. Sure. Um, but I uh, the next morning when she woke up really early i would usually sleep in on the weekends i was up watching it again mm-hmm. still crying wow <laughs> that was like me and et yeah, mm. yeah i yeah, love yeah. kurt's et story my uh like i saw it like four or five times in the theater yeah and so i knew the movie frontwards and back <laughs> and we they we went my mom and i and my uncle mm-hmm. who my uncles were always of the opinion that because i my mom raised me that i was going to be too soft <laughs> they're always like like trying forcing me to play sports and stuff yeah and i hated it 
and we were watching it, uh, and it's packed. So the place is sold out, and the only place we can sit, we're all sitting in different places from each mm-hmm. other in the theater. And because I know what's coming, I start, like, scream crying <laughs> before anything <laughs> first, sad happens. And everyone's like, no, you're giving it away. <laughs> and then, like, my uncle re- physically removes me from the theater because he's ashamed. Oh, and man. my mom has to have, like, a screaming fight with him in the theater. Like, he's just sensitive he's emotional <laughs> you had a similar moment with uh tinkerbell watching peter pan right didn't no, you no, no, scream I would out just, yeah i would just i was just yelling back at it <laughs> uh that was during a performance with i think a broadway olivia, performance you yelled out olivia newton john i think was oh, playing wow. uh tinkerbell or i might be i might be wrong about that but yeah no i screamed out like when tinkerbell died i was like no <laughs> <laughs> So you were being taken to Broadway shows and stuff as a kid. Uh, Yeah, we were like 45 minutes away. Yeah, we had an aunt. I had my mom's cousin live there. So we would go and visit her Mm -hmm. and see a show. But I honestly, when I was a kid, I think I saw just that Peter Pan and that was it. Gotcha. It wasn't like after you screamed, they were like, maybe let's take a break. Yeah, let's. We'll just do movies. You're like, I've never seen a Broadway show since. So, um, do you guys have siblings? I don't. Mm-hmm. I have uh, seven. Oh, jeez. Uh, but they're all half uh, from many different women. Okay. Uh, my dad <laughs> loves to get it on. Hates condoms. Um, so, yeah. So, I have uh, one brother and mm-hmm. six sisters. Yes. But were they, like, in your formative years? Was there culture being exchanged from older siblings and stuff like that? Not really from older siblings, but my brother and I. So my, my younger brother and I were probably closest. Uh-huh. And then now I'm close with a few of my sisters as well. Right. Yeah. That's cool, because I have an older brother, and that's just a common way to pick up. What's cool. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Or, or even maybe it's older. not cool. You don't even know at the time. but It's just older. Whatever they're watching. Yeah. yeah. 90210. Yeah, yeah, that I like that specifically because my friend's older sister loved it. Uh-huh. Like, this is the <laughs> this coolest show. I watched that in college, believe it or not. Like there was a period where my roommates and I thought, I don't think we were being ironic or anything. I think we were just like, yeah, we're like the four guys that watch 90210. <laughs> and like maybe we thought it was a good way to get girls over or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was a good show. But we had a, like a Brenda poster up in our apartment at one point. <laughs> Just I so feel dumb like now. I and it wasn't ironic. It wasn't for sure. That sounds like a good place to hang out. <laughs> yeah, that and Melrose. Yeah, <laughs> I remember those days. Um, so at home, obviously, you're watching movies on VHS. Yeah, like any normal American kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The local video store, the local blockbuster, or whatever. Easy we, Video and Neptune. Video Paradise, and I used to say that's a great name. My mom told me that when I was little, I was like just starting to talk and i would say and next on to paradise (laughs) (laughs) is that the commercial no it should have been right oh (laughs) i just just made that up i don't know yeah i was a a nerdy kid yeah very precocious (laughs) i think i've seen pictures of you on facebook from your youth Mm -hmm. and uh yeah nerdy seems to be a pretty good description yeah very nerdy (laughs) such a mess but those those stores were the best just like yeah. roaming the aisles for for hours. The mom and pop stores. That, mm-hmm. and then you're right, and then Blockbuster, uh-huh. of course. But like, we would spend a long time in yeah. there, and yeah, we would go like... day after day, so nothing had changed, right? But you would still just check every inch to make sure there wasn't a Th- new that release. That was where you learned about them. You know, there's yeah. no yeah. media, so you read boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember there's so many movies to this day. The only 
experience I have with it is reading and looking at the box and never renting it. Yeah. A lot of times they'd be out too. You know, they'd have like seven of them and they were uh-huh. all out there because there was no video behind oh, right. it. That was always devastating yeah. when you're going in there for the specific movie and it was out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've also talked to other people in here about um, the blockbuster thing where you you could go check the cart of had just come in yes. before they were back on the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that was always where we stopped first. <laughs> yeah. Because like, oh, it's got to be in here. It's on the cart. Right. But you were shit out of luck, you know? If mm-hmm. it wasn't there, it wasn't there. Yeah. But I think that made you kind of explore other things. Sure. You know? I think I saw a lot of movies that way because the thing I wanted to watch was out. Right. right. Yeah. You were going to get a movie no matter what. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Very rarely. I think, I don't even know if you ever left a, a video store empty-handed. No, you'd That's get something. That's a sad night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember it was we would always rent this was same the same movie which was called North Shore, mm-hmm. which was like a surfing sure. movie. Was yeah, because you're you're a surfer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a surfing movie of the '80s and in Jersey at the time. It was yeah. just like the thing to do, <laughs> and it was often out. And we would rent it so often that we would just start like going into like the backlog of other movies that were made after it that were kind of like it. Right. Um, and I'm I can't some of them I can't even remember the name of. Under the Boardwalk, that's one of them. That's uh-huh. a pretty bad one, but that's about California. I guess like, Endless Summer was before that, though, right? Endless Summer, yeah. And Endless Summer was like a, so po- a documentary, yeah. quote-unquote, right? whereas North Shore is just narrative. Yeah. Um, and then Under the Boardwalk is like the SoCal version of right. North Shore. So North Shore was set in Jersey? No, North Shore was in Hawaii. Oh. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking down the shore. Uh yeah, surf movies. I mean, that's a surf guys. It's such a weird. I don't get it's it. It's such a very <laughs> I don't specific. Get it. it yeah. feels like a very yeah. stoner thing. Like you'd only appreciate it if you were very high. Oh wow, no, I just love them. Yeah, right. well, it's the majority child, of the Instagram right? accounts. Or a child. <laughs> <laughs> I understand as a child that makes sense, but <laughs> still now. Well, like... I saw Endless Summer, um, for sure. Yeah, I don't think I saw North Shore. Yeah, Endless Summer is kind of I don't know. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, and I, lo- I love the fact that he made it. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell? I think this is his name. And I might be wrong about that. Um, he recently died. Uh-huh. But it's not great. It's not like it doesn't, you know, it's just like, oh, it's kind of goofy and, you know. But North Shore is yeah. great. Clearly, <laughs> you're in that camp. It's so good. Where does Point Break figure into all oh, this? Oh, man, I love Point Break. It's, it's fine. You yeah. know, it's not really a surf movie. No, of course not. It's a yeah, heist yeah. movie. But it's it does so have some good. surfing. And, yeah. the, and, the, and it's a good movie in general. Yeah. Yeah. For its time. For yeah. its time. Exactly. I feel like there was one other surf movie I watched. And I know it's not the... Uh, Blue Crush? <laughs> well, Blue Crush wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Some, I think some Blue great Crush photog- is not good. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, as a surf movie or period, it's, yeah. it's not even a good surf movie. I don't think it's a good surf movie. And I think I was only judging it on the, on that. The photography was great. Yeah, okay. I don't Of the, the surfing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's about <laughs> as all, all you're going to give it, huh? I mean, it, from my perspective, it just made me want to move to Hawaii yeah. and, like, hang out with those girls. They were pretty... Yeah, my wife likes that movie, and she yeah. cares nothing about surfing. Right. Yeah. But I think she sort of dug that thing. Yeah. And what's-his-face is in it, the hunky guy. Josh, uh, Chunky God. Monkey. I don't even yeah, know. <laughs> Chunky Monkey, <laughs> that hunk. Uh, Josh Du, not Duhamel. How do you pronounce it? Dumel. I don't know. I just remember all the hot girls. I didn't know even oh, know huh. there was a hot dude. 
I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember any hot, hot dude. dudes. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember anything really about the movie other than I saw it in the theater in New York City and left disappointed. But that's yeah. all I remember. Because you had like street cred to maintain, <laughs> being the one surfer to, in New yeah, York City. No, we no. This was so dorky. A surfing website went as a group, and so we went as a group on opening night to Blue Crush. That's. <laughs> And you walked out? Or did everyone walk out or walk just you? Out. Oh, no. I you wouldn't surfed have out. walked out. Yeah, we surfed out. <laughs> no, I, I, didn't, I didn't walk out of the movie. I've never walked out of a movie. Really? Has anybody walked out of a movie? Yes. <gasps> well, really? that is one of the last five questions. Oh, okay. The five so questions, so okay. Okay. That. But well, I'm glad to know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Some people won't. I had uh, Gorley in here earlier. You guys know Matt Gorley? Yeah. And he will not walk out of a movie. I will not. Yeah. I have several times. <laughs> yeah, I think it's sort of a thing from what I've so far. The guests like it's either something you will definitely do or not. Not like I don't know, maybe. Yeah, you're either a movie walker or you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I found that as I'm older now, like I have, I don't take a risk on a movie. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. there's no chance of me walking into a piece of shit. Right. Especially with Almost a kid. No chance. You're yeah. just like you choose it. Yeah. We very have a sitter. Wise. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The last. Uh, sure. The last few years, it's like four or five movies a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my wife, almost none. Um, cause I get, I get to steal away at the matinees every now and then. Yeah. Cause of a loose work schedule. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which is good. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place 
for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Do you guys, did you have an early movie date that was significant? Uh, sixth grade. Uh, it was it was first boob. It was the first boob. First grade. boob that you saw on screen? No, no, no. First, no. first, first toe touched. touched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was during Dirty Dancing. A second time I saw During it. the movie. During the movie. You got a boob touch. But it was a very uncomfortable and awkward way to do it. We were well, just I sitting we next to each other. I acknowledge that. <laughs> we were just sitting next to each other. And I like just touched her boob and then just held it there while we watched the movie. It was awful. It was yeah. very awkward. Yeah, no. I remember when you would talk about like what base you'd been to. There was mm. like over the shirt and under the shirt. Yeah. Those are two oh, different Yeah, all bases. the bases yeah. were very... I remember hearing about some people's bases and I was like, oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's a base? Well, wait, let's do the base. Uh, so it's like first base is hand-holding, second base is... <laughs> first base uh, is kissing, hugging. right? Third base is uh, cheek smooches. Yeah. And then a home run is telling them you love them. Yeah, sounds good. I know what the bases are. Home that's run. That's sweet. Well, I grew up a little church kid, so my bases were a little more along those lines. Yeah, <laughs> holding hands. For sure. Yeah. Um, but what I meant by that question, even though I loved hearing your boob story, <laughs> was with you guys, was there a... Oh, that we went to. Yeah, was there an early formative movie date for y'all together? Oh, that we went to. And you're like, yes, uh, and I grabbed her boob. <laughs> That's so funny. And we got married. Yeah, he we just, just held watched. it there just the whole movie. <laughs> it's kind of my move. That's <laughs> what I do. Um, what's, can, we, can you think of a, an early date movie? Um, I don't think we, what? Uh, mi- Midnight, it was a Woody Allen movie. Midnight in, Midnight Paris? in Paris. Yeah, good movie. Oh, yeah. It is a good movie. That I was very that movie. early on yeah. in our dating. Um, Where did we see it? I have a terrible memory. Downtown, like, like the Sunset or... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Landmark Sunset. sunset Land- Recently... <laughs> is it not the Lamley anymore? Landmark Sunset. Landmark oh. Sunset on House and it's now closed. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think they're oh, all wait, wait. Close. You're talking about New York. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Lamley Five on Sunset. Oh, no, no. We we met we in, were in New, New York. York City. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That clears it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the Angelica was the other one. Those yeah. were the two really good ones. The Angelica was always nice because the screen was the size of a television set and you could hear the uh, subway. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. I think I saw Welcome to the Dollhouse in the, the smallest theater at the Angelica. I think I saw Welcome to the Dollhouse there as well. Was there a guy, remember <laughs> Remember the scene where um, the sort of, I mean, I guess it was the rapey part where he was, where the guy was like, I'm going to rape you now, mm-hmm. but he doesn't even know what that means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it was funny. It was played for laughs because yeah. he was just a kid. He didn't even know what that word means. And in our screening, a guy got up and stormed out and yelled at everybody, like, you're all awful people. You're bad oh, for no. watching and laughing and whoa, yeah. He so snapped. you weren't in that one. No, he okay. Snapped. He lost it. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been amazing. If that We're was you. The same screen. It was me. This is disgusting. <laughs> You're all burning in hell. 
He uh, removed his hand from my boob to stand up to say that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so y'all met in New York then, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Were you both pursuing acting, I guess, in comedy or not? Yeah. I mean, Kurt was a stand-up and... I was always, I've always been trying to, trying to act, um, but that's not how we met. We met at a concert. What concert? Uh, Yola Tango. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. That's and, a good but, one. Yeah. And actually, well, there's a whole Twitter thing. Like, I was following him on Twitter. Uh-huh. I was I following seen, you on Twitter as well. Right. You followed me back after exactly. I followed you uh-huh. because I saw him at 51st Jokes. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was funny. And then he followed me back, which not most comedians, that's not something everybody does. Right. And so then when we met at the concert, it was like, I know you. So it was sort of like Twitter first and then the concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're a modern couple. A modern yeah, right? couple. Yeah. Look at that. But I didn't see, I saw her from behind and I commented on her stripes. I said, you had nice, nice stripes. Right. So then yeah. I turned around and said, I know you. What are stripes? She was wearing a striped shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was code for something. She's nice got stripes. nice stripes. Was <laughs> <laughs> long legs or something? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and so you uh, started dating in New York, mm-hmm. lived there. Did you live together or did you, I don't for want to get too a couple personal, months? But, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, and then we decided to move to LA together, nice. like real early in life, real early in the relationship, yeah. even really, yeah, yeah like a I mean. year and a half in, probably, maybe less. Yeah, yeah, but that's kind quick. of proved whether or not we would make it because we driving together, <laughs> driving cross country, yeah, and yeah. then being in a new city together, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it we was dove right good. in. Yeah. That, and then we drove across the country like four more times We've together. We've driven yeah. many, many times across country. I feel like I've kept up with a little bit that on the social means. Yeah. You guys have road tripped a lot. Does yeah. someone not fly or is it just... <laughs> That's it a was great all... question. That's a very valid question. Because I have wondered. I was like, why are they flying? Why, why the <laughs> fuck are they doing this again? There was a bunch of different reasons. One was we needed to get my our dog across country. Oh. My, I, I, we were living in on the East Coast for a little bit. And only monsters fly their dogs in... Uh, she's too big she's to just get on big. the... Yeah. yeah. And she would, I think she would lose her mind. Yeah. 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 It's not nice. Uh, so we that was two trips. And then we drove a butt across the country a giant like 20 foot by 14 foot butt that yeah the love great. butt uh-huh. um for a great tv show that no one will ever see <laughs> what was that for it was for a pilot he I made for it. comedy central that didn't get called picked better up. dumber faster okay i thought it was just a a kurt brownhauer fun it, bit. it was it was but i mean it but also it for, requires it a purpose. lot of money to build a butt like that right <laughs> people might not understand just how expensive a butt is i know it was weighed like a ton Really? Yeah. It, it was, was like, like ready for any weather. and Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, sure, it's I guess 15 to... feet tall, 20 feet long, uh-huh. probably it still like exists. eight feet wide. <laughs> yeah, you can go see yeah, it. Yeah, where at is the it? It's in Charlottesville Art Park, IX Art Park in Charlottesville. Uh, West Virginia? Uh, no, uh, just regular just Virginia. Just regular Virginia. <laughs> okay, Charlottesville <laughs> is in Virginia, right? Yeah. Means... But it was never made to, to stay outside. <laughs> and now it's done like two full winters. Really? Yeah. It's definitely going to be falling apart soon. Who owns it? The park. Oh, they Yeah, they... we just donated it. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. And they wanted it, huh? Yeah, because that was so one cool. of our stopping like, no, places. No, we donated it. I mean, we just kind of <laughs> left it there. It. We forced it. They hate it. That's they the thing. wish it wasn't there. It's really they difficult. just don't have the means to move it. So... <laughs> 
I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with it when it really starts decaying and falling apart. What are they doing with it? Is it's it, just part of the dirty photos. People come by and right. take dirty photos. Yeah, it's just part, you know, they have a, it's a sculpture garden. It's mm-hmm. an outdoor sculpture garden. So oh, there's okay. just it's a big really butt funny. There. It's yeah. very, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was great. such yeah. a fun trip. Memory lives on. Right. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my wife and I moved from L.A. back to um, Atlanta with uh, two dogs and two cats. And it was a tough trip. Yeah. Was it just one car with? No, it was me and a and the, the largest truck that they will let a normal drive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, towing my car. Wow. And then uh, her behind us. We rented a minivan and took out the seats to just transport her and the animals. Oh wow! Because Whoa. there's really no good way to do two dogs and two cats. Yeah. yeah. Like big dogs. So you had your whole house in the whole apartment. The in whole the... house. Yeah. We had a house wow. in Eagle Rock that we rented. Oh, wow. And packed it all up and moved across country over like whatever three and a half days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was tough. Yeah, yeah. It really like those test your them. relationship metal. Mm-hmm. We fought most of the way <laughs> in yeah. different cars. We were yeah. we were fighting. It was you get there and you're like, I don't want to live here with you. I'm going back. <laughs> and uh, this is how cutely adorable the uh, time period was. That we had cell phones, but it was pre-smartphone. And I think it was like, you know, the Nokia flip sort of, phone. Yeah. Yeah. And so they didn't work that great a lot. So we bought little walkie talkies. Nice. And that's, oh, yeah. And it sounds like this is like 40 years ago. No. Mm-hmm. But this was just, you know, 2004 or five. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's we how we walkies, communicated. We had walkie talkies when we were doing oh, did the butt. You? Yeah. Doing the butt, yeah, because we because there was so many so many of the areas in Utah just uh-huh. have no coverage, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we would communicate uh, through the walkies. Scotty was there too, yeah, yeah. We had another vehicle as well. Yeah, oh sure, you gotta have a, a follow vehicle, vehicle <laughs> yeah. for safety for the camera car, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, it was actually it was just the, there was three of us doing it, so we could like switch out. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and also. And Scotty like met us. It was a whole. It's just logistics reasons, right? Yeah. <laughs> Only uh, two people could fit in the butt. <laughs> just want everyone to know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we should talk also a little bit about the jet ski. Oh yeah, um, adventure because yeah. that's a really kind of fun, cool thing. Yeah, I jet skied from Chicago to New Orleans mm-hmm. uh, in order to raise money to send. Fi- we tried to send. 500 goats and 1,000 chickens yeah. uh, to families in Africa. But we couldn't raise that much money. So I think we only sent <laughs> 30. 300, no, 380 and 760. That's great, though. That is great. Yeah, it's still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And what was that? How? I mean, I've ridden jet skis. It's It gets old <laughs> after about 45 minutes for me. Yeah, it was seven like, days. This is fun and awesome. And seven then, days of eight hours a day. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Going how fast? About 40? I could have gone a lot faster, uh-huh. um, but the the camera boat was was what slowed us down. So you had to go what? I would say 30, 35. Okay. Yeah. Which feels fast on the water. It does feel fast on the water. It still is going pretty fast. But you you're know? kind of crawling as far as making time goes. Yeah, exactly. Because I think with that, with the jet ski that we had, you could go like 50. Uh-huh. Which is, which is crazy. And it had to be, there had to be absolutely no wind for that to happen. Right. Yeah. But, it, but there was often no wind. That's crazy. Yeah. He was in heaven, though. Really? Yeah, no, I mean, I remember you calling me, and you were like, I think 
I found what I wanted to I'm do. A, I'm for a jet the ski guy. <laughs> and I had like, that I found, fun. I found my thing. And I was like, <laughs> They're fun for a bit. For okay. sure. I really, to take them to travel somewhere is, cool, is I think, really cool. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like road, riding a motorcycle. But um, at a certain point, I remember this one where you, when you get past on the Mississippi River, you get past St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes very like bucolic down there. Yeah. Because up until that, it's very industrial around St. Louis. Um, and it just opens up and there's nothing because there's nobody out on the water mm-hmm. other than barges. And if you're in an area where there is, isn't barges for a second, yeah. uh, it's just gorgeous. And it's like a mile wide at wow. that point. And we were just going for hours on end. And you just kind of like enter into like almost like a meditation meditation because it's just like constant wind, constant same sound, Uh constantly doing the same thing. Everything is the same. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just gorgeous. I was very happy. (laughs) Before that, though, the water was the water was like electric, right? Oh, there was one. We ran out of gas the first day. Mm -hmm. Um, They literally are electrocuting the water as a means of killing these fish that are like asian carp what were they doing species. oh yeah they're trying to keep them from getting they into electrocute the... can you they no, they electrify that? the water and it bothers the fish so the fish don't want to swim through it oh they don't just like throw a toaster <laughs> <laughs> no but they, they they do sink like wire in, under the river wow. for a mile and is and that I'll, safe for you electrify no. it i don't i never touch the wall i mean like we literally ran out of gas above that area <laughs> it was put crazy. in further down river we had to. We actually had to have like a PA go to like a Sears and like buy gas canisters and fill them up with gas uh-huh. and then like run across like a rat infested field and throw canisters of gas down to wow. us like stuck on the river. And this was like an industrial section of the of the Illinois River that was like disgust. It was disgusting. Right. That it was PA like is so... no longer in the business. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, her last job yeah, in exactly. television. It's probably her first job too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, that is nuts. Yeah, it was a there was a lot of insane insane shit. You can look at all that's all called it's called Roustabout. There's like Yeah, yeah. I think seven or episodes of it online. It's a it's on Comedy Central. You should tell Comedy... It's just on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, your last um Netflix special was so good. Or Thank Comedy you. Central. Comedy Central, yeah. yeah. Um it was great. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think just a real like uh, evolution of your comedy and like oh, very you. sweet and personal and uh, it was great oh thanks i just finished really my, enjoyed it i just finished my new hour look i'm trying to get great. it recorded soon congratulations thank you very much where'd you shoot that uh i haven't shot it yet i just kind of like finished it like finished i finished writing it and i have a tape of it now and so okay. i'm just like shopping it around gotcha yeah all right well let's talk broadcast news nice. yeah um this is one where like I said, I haven't had a couple in here yet. We'll, we'll make it work. Yeah. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as asking, like, what a favorite movie is, um, I imagine you guys probably don't have the same favorite movie. Like, what would you each have picked? I'm curious. Ooh, independently. As, as a solo guest. Oh, man. I know I, that's putting you on the spot. It's so hard to answer that question. I and know. the thing is, like, I used to always say Annie Hall, which is problematic for a couple reasons now. Yeah, but it's so great. I know. It is a good movie. It's cliche, and now everybody is, I mean, he probably molested his daughter, and he definitely married his other daughter, but goddamn, it's a good movie. I know. It's, yeah. it's very, trust me, I have 
a lot of Woody Allen yeah. uh, turmoil yeah. Yeah. in my life yeah. because he was always one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to just be like, yeah, man, let's go watch Manhattan. <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh. It's very strange. I know. It's yeah. such especially, a bummer. Especially yeah. Manhattan. Especially because you see all those themes. Yes. Right there. Yes, they're right while there. you're watching you just put it, right like, on oh, top. shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but what before about... all that. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, whenever I ask this question, I always just say The Abyss. Oh. Uh, because it was my favorite movie, like, for years and years and years. And yeah. now I have so many. It's it's so many competing things in my world. Sure. That I just go back to The Abyss. I love yeah. The Abyss. The Abyss holds up. The Abyss holds up. Never it's all seen about it. water. I love water. I'm a big water fan. It's great. We should watch it someday. You haven't seen The Abyss? I haven't. I don't even know what's it a, what it's about. It's it's about an underwater uh, oh, like oil drilling Kurt platform loves... that can't contact aliens. Okay, but, but good, really, like a really good solid um, emotional core of that yes. movie. Elizabeth Mastrantonio, uh-huh, right? And Ed Harris. And Ed Harris mm. is a former married couple. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. It's got pretty great. There's more to it than. Then they've got a that one character has a rat as a pet who care, who sits on his shoulder and he puts him in a little plastic bag when the and place he floods. learns how to breathe water. That's right. Remember that? Yep. Oh, I thought about that all the time. <laughs> I was obsessed with Jacques Cousteau as a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. And I remember reading books where they said that you know that tech is from like the '80s or something. That hmm. like uh, you know water with so hyper oxygenated water mm-hmm. that your lungs can breathe. Um, and I think they actually can do that. Really, I'm not sure, but they definitely have. There was a photograph of it in the fo- in the uh-huh. um, in the book of a of a mouse breathing that stuff. Sometimes Kurt just makes shit up. Yeah, yeah. This is true. I swear to God, <laughs> it's tough for a podcast because he knows that like it's very checkable. But if we were not recording things, uh-huh. he'd be like, "Oh no, you definitely can. You can. Yeah, you can breathe underwater." I'm glad you said that because at first uh, Lauren was just kind of laughing and nodding <laughs> just sort of that i know you That's so well married couple thing where i was like oh okay this is a thing hey fam i'm simone boyce i'm danielle robay and we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like a recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women. The way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. 
we're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. But when you agreed to agree on the same movie, uh, you came back with broadcast news. Yep. Which, uh, from 1987, uh, written, produced, directed by the great James L. Brooks. So good. It is a great, yeah. great movie, and I watched it with Emily the other night. Um, again, I hadn't seen it in a long time, though. Yeah, we neither just watched had we. it. Yeah, we just watched it <clears throat> last week. Yeah. yeah, when we had to pick one, we sat down and watched it again, and there were parts of it I had never seen. Uh huh. You know, it's one of those movies that used to be on like Sunday afternoon or whatever. Right. So I'd seen parts of it many, many times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was great to watch it all the way so. from beginning to end. It's so well directed. Mm-hmm. It's so funny it is so funny the jokes are so specific Mm -hmm. and unlike any other movie jokes like that you just don't see jokes like that really yeah they're very character based you know like the characters are all such Mm three-dimensional weirdos that you feel like exist in the world they're not these tropes they're just like very specific people and so then when they say stuff you believe it in this way that doesn't Uh even feel like it they're delivering a joke Yeah. yeah yeah Well, it was a movie that um, they don't. It doesn't feel like they make a lot of these movies anymore, and I call them adult films, which is kind of funny sounding. <laughs> but like, you know, movies in the '80s, they made these movies that were made by adults about adults and for adults that were mm-hmm. just they weren't dumbed down. They weren't. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of silliness in here that worked. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, these like kind of mature-ish movies, even comedies. And you just don't see that a lot anymore. You really don't. You definitely don't see a comedy, too, that has so many dramatic moments. Yeah. I mean, like, it's hard to even call it a full comedy. Yeah. Um, and that type of genre bending is really hard to find, I think, now. Mm-hmm. And also that ending is straight up sad. Oh, yeah. The yeah. ending it's is... a sad ending. We, we talked we just... about the ending a little bit. Uh, and our buddy told us that they actually filmed that ending several times. Um, and it really sort of falls off. Like when you think about it, knowing that, uh-huh. like, oh, I don't know they picked the right one. I, it just feels like an afterthought or something. Like it feels yeah. like it wasn't fully executed and it could have I been. kind of agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's weird that like, because it's that gazebo scene, right? They yeah. They need to get, to get them to the same place. 
but they all go to this gazebo in the rain and then William Hurt is there for like three minutes. Yeah. Albert Brooks just insults him a few times. It's the then shortest he reunion of all time. I know. And then he's like, all right, I'm, I'm leaving. But yeah. then it does have that good joke where Albert Brooks' son wants yeah. to leave with him. I know. That was adorable. It was so cute. That was so funny. That was good. That was good. Uh, that may have been Albert Brooks's kid, too. It looked oh, really? so much like yeah. him. Yeah. Or well, no, it looked like the other Brooks. Which Brooks? Well, so the actor is one Brooks. Albert Brooks. Oh, James, right. James yeah. Brooks made the movie. And then the director. Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, I thought you were saying the directors got it. Well, James Brooks is, I think I did get confused because his daughter is in the movie. Oh. Um, in that very funny scene where. Uh, the rafting the, scene? The rafting scene? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's such a great joke. <laughs> we so laughed about that funny. joke for like two days. Uh. We'd be like, and then there was also the. 14-day rafting <laughs> I wore a bright yellow raincoat the whole time. And that's what triggers it, right? She's like, yeah. <laughs> it's such a funny joke because I, I think it's like, because I write stuff too, and I think as a writer, like, to put, the thing that takes it to the next level is the raft. You're on the most confined, small thing. Days. <laughs> he might as well have literally said, I was trapped in a box with you for two weeks, remember? But again, the way he delivers it, though, it doesn't even sound like a joke. Like, no. you laugh so hard because it's, like, not... It's so yeah. They don't hit it at all. It's so subtle. It's so funny. Because yeah. on the page, that... It would be too much on the page. It would be page. too much, I agree. Yes. But that Albert Brooks like plays it so straight. That seems like a joke on the page, and it it's does. so <laughs> funny. I died at that. Because, I, I don't know, maybe I hadn't seen the movie in a long time, or, but I didn't did remember too. that joke. And we, it just fucking oh my killed God. me. We were the same exact way. Uh, but that's James. James L. Brooks's real daughter. And God. when I saw her, I was like, she, I said, that's gotta be. She looks just like him. Okay. She did a great job. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Um, so jumping back to the beginning of the movie, it starts out with uh, those great yes. little uh, flashback. flashback scenes of setting up those three characters when they're young. Yeah. And the little Holly Hunter is just like, one of the cutest little scenes ever yeah as the precocious young girl with the with the big vocabulary yeah it was just great yeah she's great and the first one's really funny too with, with william hurt and the yeah and it's in like the postal delivery like truck or whatever yeah yeah i don't remember it exactly but i just remember the punchline that it's like i think i discovered what i can or something like I don't have to try hard, and I just get to look good. And then the and then the title comes up, and it's like future yeah. yeah network anchor. It's like I don't even know what these ladies mean. Fighting a mom with a stick, I don't even know what that yeah. means. And then Albert Brooks's is great with uh, the great line: "You're never going to make more than nineteen thousand dollars a yes. year." Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good. It's such a great way to establish those characters. It's it's so well written. The tape scene in the in the mm -hmm. newsroom, right? With Joan Cusack, the great Joan Cusack, mm -hmm. Classic. is one of the funniest scenes in movie history, I think. Yeah. And watching it again the other day, I was just dying. Yeah. Just the frenetic pace and trying to get, and anyone who's ever, I don't know if you guys have ever worked in like journalism like that, but apparently it's just, Roger Ebert said, like, that is what a newsroom is like. Oh, That's really? Crazy. Yeah. He's like, it's just nuts, like down to the we, second. We kept so commenting insane. on it, like what, how much news has changed too. Oh, yeah. And just like. Like, I think at one point she goes to get the newspapers. 
yeah in the morning and we commented on that like that's used to be how people mm-hmm. got the news they yeah she bought like five up. newspapers she got yeah. five newspapers she had to leave her house mm-hmm. go to these little boxes pay money bring all this paper back yeah but also that tv would cover just cover what the newspapers put out right Do you know what i mean like yeah. that, that was the primary reporting for right. a lot of the stuff which is kind of fascinating yeah yeah well in the evening news anchor it was such a such a thing like the, there were three men yes. who like america trusted yes with everything yeah, yeah not anymore no it's wow. so sad how far we've, we've come yeah it's it's weird yeah. especially right now it's a weird time it's for news it's such a weird time and also it is interesting too to watch it now where the big you know, I don't know if I'm jumping to the end here, but like the big reason that Holly leaves yeah, William actually, Hurt is really... because of the fact that he turned the camera around and cried on camera. Yeah. Which now doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Right. Oh, no. Now people are encouraged to yeah, do like that, I don't think. Don't manipulate yeah. Yeah. the audience. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's and also, yeah. it's like, well, it's for a good reason. Yeah. It's about date rape. You know? Right, right. I know. And it doesn't matter to her. You know, like that. that is fascinating that we have come so far that to me it wasn't i almost didn't think it was a big deal but also no i'm with you yeah but it it, and i think in the context of the film too it broke such a trust yeah Mm -hmm. i think because it was journalistically unsound and then just between them that was clearly like a breach of trust that he didn't go to her and say by the way like i did this thing it's probably not right so then here's a question okay is albert brooks character Mm -hmm. a good guy in that movie because i think the argument is is that he's not and it's because he tells her right at the end you know there was only one camera at that shoot i'll just leave you with that you know like he Mm -hmm. just doesn't let her be happy like he already knows he's not getting her yeah and he still does that to like destroy that relationship yeah but the i mean okay that was a selfish thing to do maybe but the point is he knows her uh-huh. And he knows she's going to find out eventually. True. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to save her time. Like, this is not the guy for you. He's going to disappoint you. Yeah. He's definitely going to disappoint you. I wish it ended that she ended up with him. With Albert Brooks? Yeah, I just love them together. I just... I know. So... But, like, I'm glad you asked that because he's... And that's the great thing about this movie is there's so much complexity of yeah. character. Yeah, nobody's it's, all good or all Yeah, bad. it's not black and white. And yeah. um, Albert Brooks, like, he's very lovable in some scenes. And in some, I'm like, man, he's so manipulative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's so jealous and he's yeah. so whiny yeah. and, and he's petty so and pissed so that he, <laughs> yeah. he can't so get what he deserves. Blah, blah. Yeah, but that's great, though. I love that yeah. they're, they're all flawed. And I think he knows that he did the wrong thing, too. Yeah. I think he he under he he probably felt bad about it later. You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, I'm on his side just because he's a sweater. You know? <laughs> that scene. I'm a I'm a bad sweater. I'm a bad sweater. And it's caused a lot of anxiety in my life. Oh it's, yeah. it's ruined so many things for you me. You and me, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start thinking about it and it gets worse, that whole thing. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. I mean, like the thing is I do like pitch meetings of constant, I'm like doing them constantly right yeah, now. No, but you and also... I just start sweating during like a conversation like this. Yeah, me too. And there's no way to like to like hide it. It's the worst. I'm just like it's not that I'm like hyper nervous. It's just like this is how my body kind of like I know responds to slight uncomfortability. Same here, man. Yeah, I've seen him tape TV shows that he's hosting, and the 
the temperature of the room is mm-hmm. like 50 degrees and also he just made it a creative choice to not wear shoes yeah um because you were hoping that would help yeah and you still sweat yep oh no yeah. i've always said like i can it can be 35 degrees outside and i'll sweat if it's whatever conditions are right yeah humidity i mean there's actual weather that comes into play for me that's why I love L.A. so much. It's like so this dry. light humidity. Yeah, it was so great for me. Yeah. You guys are detoxing really well, though. I, I got to tell you. Not you know? true. <laughs> not true. <laughs> but that scene in the movie is so It's so funny. 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 It's oh, my God. pouring it's... off of his body. They again, must have, like, put... again, on the page, you oh, would read was... that and be like, that's hack. That's yeah, not. I don't I know. get how that would be funny. Yeah. It's just too much. It's like a SNL sketch. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you watch it and you're like, you're doubled over. It's just so good. Because it's so extreme in the yeah. movie. And I've been there. I've totally been there. Uh-huh. Like shooting. I think the sh- first Makeup time people. I shot like this, uh, the first pilot I shot for Comedy Central, the first show, the audience was just not on board. Uh-huh. And it was just pouring sweat <laughs> like that to the point where I had to change my shirt. And then we did it again. And it was great. Yeah. But that first, oh, it was real tough. Yeah. And then the uh, with hair and makeup, like there is no... <laughs> powder that no. can fix what happens to me. <laughs> no, not It just all. makes it worse. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. It's the worst. Yeah. It just continually gets caked up and caked up. And yeah, runny. Oh man, I, I. It's so good. I'm glad to know we share this. Yeah, people understand. It's it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I know that like sweaty palms for some people. Like you can actually have surgeries. People get yeah. Botox. Some people, too. yeah, have like super sweaty palms. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't have. It just all comes out from like between my neck and the top of my head. Me as well. <laughs> and also like. Weirdly, like the middle in between yeah, my sure. boobs. I'll get it the yeah, occasional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like that little wet valley. That was such a great uh, sequence in the movie, though, because he's has this big night. Um, not, I guess, sort of auditioning for a yeah. for an anchor position, and it could not have gone any worse. <laughs> um, and because he's so complex of character, like I kind of wasn't. I didn't know whether to root for him to get that job. Yes, right. You know, mm-hmm. because he sort of has belittled that job. But he wanted it. But then he wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was the reporter with integrity. And uh, he and William Hurt have so many interesting exchanges to where you're like, are they like, are they about to punch each other or yeah. hug each other? Yeah. 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 I always rooted for him. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know what it is about why I liked him so much, but um, I was always firmly in his camp. But then William Hurt helps him out. Yeah. They have that whole kind of coaching session. Yeah. He totally does. Yeah. And he takes I guess his I just advice. love yeah. an underdog. No, I do too, yeah. for sure. But it's nice that it's not just a very clear cut. On, and then that's, I think, the complicated thing about writing that movie. And that's why I have to give it up for James L. Brooks is that it, it's such a delicate balance to really not is. have you just be like, she should definitely be with Albert Brooks's character and yeah. not yeah. with this guy. Yeah. Um, he, he keeps like changing the he dial. He keeps changing so that, it up. Yeah, and you do know they'd have a great time on that island. She should have just gone. Yeah. Yeah, and you also sort of know, I think, that she and Albert Brooks can't be together. Right. Like, as soon as... And I've had friends like that where you think, like, oh, goodness, is this, like, should we be dating? Yeah. And the answer is usually, like, no. <laughs> don't don't ruin that great yeah. friendship. Because yeah. they were such good friends in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And colleagues who supported one another yeah. uh, through thick and thin. I, I just I don't see a good end if they end up with one another. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It would have happened long ago if it was gonna happen. Exactly. Yeah, there was clearly no chemistry. Mm-hmm. But I still wanted there to be. Yeah. 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 Um I see I noted in the sweating scene I should mention when the uh 
when the the world map is swinging. Yeah, that's a bit in the part. background. Yeah. <laughs> when they come back. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Just what a train wreck. I love a good train wreck scene in a movie oh, like yeah. that. It's great. Um, so the movie kind of finishes up, like you said, with uh, William Hurt getting outed as a bit of a phony yep. uh, for, for, for the fake crying. Mm-hmm. And then it awkwardly just sort of has that seven-year jump. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a weird ending. It is weird. And for a movie that was so kind of perfectly constructed, mm-hmm. it that... makes me wonder if like if there were different endings. Yeah, it was definitely a reshoot because it feels yeah, that you way. Think? Yeah, no, that's what our, a director friend of ours was like. Oh. They shot a bunch of different endings. Gotcha. So that's yeah. fact. Or is that Kurt making something up again? <laughs> well, this our is according buddy, to our, our buddy. Our buddy may okay. have made it up. We, we don't, I don't But I don't so. think he made up. I think He I went think to he like school this. for directing. He's a big time director. I think yeah. he's like, I think, I think he would know. It's a tough movie to end, though. I would love to know the backstory. Yes. Like, what were the other options? Yeah. Why I would were love they to turned know. down? Yeah. Is there like a DVD that we could buy with right. the other endings? How would you end it? Ooh. That's a hard question. Well, they all, here's how I would end They all move in together and start a three way, <laughs> like that movie Three Way. <laughs> Do you, Do you remember that movie Three Way? Yeah, I think it was I think called so. Three Way, right? Josh Charles. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Am I thinking of the same movie? I don't know. I don't movie? know. It's it's it was it was about like three people like trying to. It was like an art house film in maybe yeah. the ninety nine or uh-huh. early. Yeah, I remember that movie. Was it yeah. called Three Way? It was called something like maybe that. Maybe it was called yeah. Maybe it was called Threesome. Threesome, I think. Threesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it just becomes the movie Threesome. <laughs> yeah, it was called Threesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I remember. I feel like I wouldn't jump to the future. I liked when he sort of said what was going to happen, mm-hmm. Albert Brooks's character. I don't think we need to see that he's right. And that's ultimately what they're showing us is mm-hmm. that his he sort of described what the future would be like and that's what you see. Right. And it's just like anticlimactic and kind of a bummer and I mean, I guess the ultimately they're going to work together again. Mm-hmm. That seems to be on the table, but yeah, it just wasn't satisfying. It really wasn't, which yeah. was a bit of a letdown because it was... Uh, so good. Yeah, it was so good up into that point. In some ways, though, what I do like about it, and this is I will, this is not something you would say about a movie, I don't think, is uh, or you should say, is that it felt re- very much like what actually might happen in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. But yeah, not the true. gazebo scene. The gazebo scene is just ridiculous. Nobody just meets at a gazebo in the rain in the for five seconds and then leaves. Yeah, and sometimes life is that. You see each other seven years later and you're like, well, I'm Holly Hunter now. I have 80s hair and some new rando guy. <laughs> totally. And I have William a good Hertz new haircut. Got an 80s hot wife. Yeah. They and... should have all just looked at the camera and gone, life is meaningless. <laughs> and then it should have faded to black. <laughs> it's a hard movie to end, though, I think. Yeah. I would, I'm going to try, try and dig that up. I'll email you guys. Yeah. If I can find the original endings. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Yeah, please do. Can we go back just to one one scene yes. with uh, the fight in between James's Brooks James Brooks's James Albert Brooks, Brooks. Albert <laughs> Motherfuck, let me start again. The fight after he fails so miserably and she comes back and she says I think I'm in love with him. Yes. And and he that whole he's scene like, is get so out, great. Get out, and it's so dramatic. Yeah. It, it has every ounce of of drama uh-huh. of like a Meryl Streep scene. Yeah, you know. But it's this comedy, and it's this very comedic character doing it too. And um, 
And then when she's like, this is important to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and it's like screaming. That sounds like a ridiculous thing. But uh-huh. it, you feel it. You feel that they're like. It's so real. It's just such a real fight scene. I would argue that it's the best fight scene in any movie I've ever seen. Yeah. It's just so good. It's a great scene because it's long. And just the choreography of it. They're yeah. all over the apartment. Yeah, he has yeah. to leave the room. He has to go outside, and then he comes in. Yeah. And then she goes, like, around that yeah. weird, like, uh-huh. corner, and then comes back in the other door. Yeah. yeah. It was really... I'm glad you brought that up, because I, I have it down here to talk about that scene. It was just great. And it has that wonderful line where he says that he thinks he loves her. Yeah. And he goes, how do you, how do you like that? I buried the lead. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, oh, such God. a great, like, mm-hmm. written line. You just want to cry I know. for him. And, but it's... Oh. And Holly Hunter is just so... She's so good. She's one of the most naturalistic, like, you always believe every emotion. Yep. Exactly. Every laugh is just, you're like, Holly Hunter's really laughing. She thinks yeah. that's funny. I, oh, and also yeah. she does, she when she does takes, it's always completely different. Yeah. It's like, it's fascinating to watch. She does like little weird oh, things constantly. Because you've acted with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and I was also a, a on-set writer for the Big Sick, and so I was there a lot when I wasn't mm-hmm. on camera. So I was just watching her, and it would be amazing. It was amazing. She would have. I think. I think the character she plays in Broadcast News is again. I would put it up with like the top five best female characters too, yeah. just because she is so complex. The crying every day. Uh huh. It's so brilliant. It's just, like she just has to fucking have I a little know meltdown. It's so and then uh-huh. smart. It's so good. She's so damaged, but like so functional, <laughs> so smart. Yeah, holding kind of ahead of its time together. for 1987. Yeah. yeah. To have a, a female character so well drawn and complex. And... Yeah. Yeah. And they talk a lot about how she's not like stereotypically, like you said, she's not the 80s hot right. chick, but he's this hot 80s dude and he's so you know drawn to her just because of her brain and he says that it's just like oh everything about it she's so cute too and you know that scene after they have the great uh when she's in his earpiece just sort of dictating yeah. what he's going to say. Oh my God, and, that yes. scene is and so beautiful. And afterward, he yeah. just is like, you know, it's like he, great sex. He wants sex to fuck her so yeah, bad. Yeah. 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 That yeah, was, a, like, that I was, was a great scene. It was like having you inside me yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 That scene, God, there's just a million good scenes. And there was she, something hot about that scene for so sure. Yeah. He's yeah. like down it's on very his intimate. knees and she's like at yeah. the desk. Yeah. Yeah. He was really good. William Hurt was really, really good in that part too. He was. Yeah. Because that's a tough role to take on is to be sort of a doofy adult yeah yeah who's I the mean, hot, sort the of likable but not yeah. especially likable because he doesn't have much of a personality right that's like but a then, hard role to play that's hard but i again though this is why it's such a well-written script is that you ultimately understand that he has a he's very talented it's yeah. not easy what he does and they show you that he actually is you know one of very few who can do this job yeah um, he does have a skill. He has a skill. Oh, yeah. It's, and, yeah. And when she's in his ear like that, too, you realize, like, I could never fucking talk and listen at the same time in that way. And he's yeah. sort of, he's, like, making the words his own. And, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, man, I love that movie. I'm so glad <laughs> we watched it. I know. It was great. <laughs> it was and a treat to get to watch it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, to prep. Well, um, all right. You know, Deborah Winger almost played that role. Really? No way. Oh, see, yeah. She Would got been pregnant, a totally apparently. Different... Oh, my God. And, uh, like, was in the movie and got pregnant and had to drop out. Because oh, they had wow. just done Terms the... of Endearment. Oh, of course. Um, was James L. Brooks' first movie. Yeah. yeah. She was then, great in that. Yeah. But it would have been a different movie. Oh, it would have been totally. And she would have been great in it. But Holly Hunter is just so lovable. Yeah. And uh, and more cerebral, I think. Yeah. 
in more quir- I, quir- I hate the word quirky, but she is. Yeah, she's yeah. like yeah. a stranger person. Uh-huh. That yeah. There's so many famous roles uh, that were supposed to be someone else. I know. And it's just like it's so crazy because as an actor, when it, whenever like you hear like oh you're like you feel like a re- replacement if you get a role like that, mm-hmm. but then it's like oh no you're not you're not the replacement because right. ev- you know that's it could have could, never been any other way yeah exactly because now that's the way it is yeah it's <laughs> yeah. interesting it's always hard to reframe and think about like Tom Selleck is Indiana Jones what yeah yeah because uh, that stuff happens yeah all the time um, I watched Terms of Endearment for the first time ever last year mm-hmm. on a fucking plane flight oh god did you cry so hard yeah yeah on a, and i'm a crier so i was like just trying to contain myself and that <laughs> movie is like a sobber yeah and i was at the end sitting like i might have even been in the middle seat literally just trying to be like <laughs> what is and i was like kind of convulsing too. planes make me cry harder yes oh really yeah Pro- planes make me i'll cry at comedies on, <laughs> on planes i really will if it's just like slightly i'm like yeah, right. we've had this conversation like they do something to the air or the air yeah. is thinner or whatever and you just you really want to go for it but it's oh, man. very awkward i don't it was a bad choice i called emily right after literally i got off and I, was like, I just watched terms of here and she was like on a plane she's like what is wrong with you like i know i knew it was sad but it's devastating see that's another one that i have seen parts of it truly probably oh, 30 times but i've never seen it yeah. sat down from beginning you guys to watch, end have you seen it i saw it as a kid and i don't remember it you guys yeah. watch yeah. that soon okay it is and james l brooks it's is like in his tough. 20s when he made this oh, movie my god what kind of genius is this guy yeah. i know and he's only made like six movies that's or so yeah. yeah i looked him up he, he hasn't do done many. a ton yeah i thought um what was his last movie that he made I have it right here. It yes. was Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. How it was do you a know? Shitty movie. Yeah. And uh, but and before I that, think... he did Spanglish, which was pretty good. I love Spanglish. Yeah. I, I love, love Spanglish. Seen Spanglish. Oh, Spanglish good. is really okay. good. Yeah. But yeah, he's only done he had Terms of Endearment, Broadcast News, I'll Do Anything, which is this weird Nick Nolte movie that didn't do much, and then As Good as It Gets and Spanglish, which were both okay. pretty great. Yeah, but, As Good as It Gets was huge yeah he does a lot of writing and producing though does he yeah oh for tv yeah like all the way back to like mary tyler moore show and, oh, stuff right, like right, that. Okay. and then okay. of course the simpsons yeah is you know one of his babies or partially his baby uh all right guys we finished with two segments what ebert said this movie is a complete disappointment and then five questions all right Roger Ebert gave this four stars out of four. He said, the tricky thing about broadcast news, the quality in director James L. Brooks' screenplay that makes it so special, is that all three characters have a tendency to grow emotionally absent-minded when it's a choice between romance and work. Frankly, they'd rather work. After Hunter whispers into Hurt's earpiece to talk him through a crucial live report, he kneels at her feet and says it was like sex, having her voice inside his head. He never gets that excited about sex, and neither does she. And I, it kind of dawned on me, like, yeah, like, a lot of this movie was about work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being a newsie. Yeah. It's really yeah. interesting. And that's also, very, yeah, I would not have thought of that, but that's that's true. They're all obsessed with the, their jobs. With the work, with the job. And also, Holly Hunter, at first, too, is is just willing to have sex with William Hurt. Mm-hmm. Like on a first date and like get it out of the way and then like get back to the work. But then it doesn't happen and that's kind of what right. put, kicks everything off. Which is kind of against yeah. her character too. Yeah. She's not the lady who jumps into bed with the, the angry right, guy. Right, but she's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. 
I'm going to do it this once. Right. And then she's like bummed out that he doesn't want to. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it is, it is, it is a lot about work and it's about, and also that, and that is why in like the, the bad guys close in quote unquote, like moment of the second act is when everybody gets fired. It's so powerful mm-hmm. when everybody gets fired. Yeah. And of course, Jack Nicholson, we didn't even talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. You could take a million off of your salary yeah. and then he just stares at him. That was a bad joke. And I'm so sorry I made that joke. Yeah. yeah that was pretty funny. And Jack just has, of course, the gravitas like yeah. to come in there for that role. Yeah. He just played it so perfectly. A very small role, but had a lot yeah. of impact. He did it wonderfully. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. He came to be with the troops when they fired everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Five questions, guys. Yes. Uh, the answer first well. movie oh you took notes yeah i just want to look up one thing <laughs> i'm preparing keep go ahead first movie you remember seeing in the theater and i think you already said right no my first movie in the theater uh-huh. oh i remember my first r-rated movie in the theater i don't remember my first normal movie well those are the first two questions so. oh wow look at that yeah i don't remember normal little mermaid oh really mm-hmm. well that's sweet yeah do so you remember your first all movie the words. no okay first r-rated movie then Christine. Oh. What is that? Stephen King. My mom really wanted to go. My mom loved. She loves. She loves just like slasher movies. Uh Slasher books, really. And she was really into Stephen King. TV, too. And uh, yeah. So Christine is about a a car that murders people. And repairs itself. (laughs) It's a weird movie. Do you remember your first R-rated movie? R-rated? No, I mean, I remember my mom, when I was really little, was always watching Twin Peaks, and it scared mm. the living shit out of yeah. me. Um, but I don't remember the first R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. She right. wasn't really good about sort of monitoring what mm-hmm. I saw, so I probably didn't know it was R, but saw yeah. a lot. You know, Sometimes like, that'll happen. Yeah. If your parents have a tighter grip, then it's usually a bigger then, deal. Then you know, yeah. But I mean, like, I remember watching... Um, uh, Silence of the Lambs, really young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched a lot of upsetting shit. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that in about 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, nice. It's nice. my last one of the day. With Karen and Georgia. You awesome. know them, right? Oh, very cool. I love them. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, we walk out of a bad movie. That's the one that you talked about yes. doing earlier. So mm-hmm. you will. I will not. Oh, you won't. But I will I not want walk to tell out you of that a movie you, ever. You did walk out on one with me, and that's what I'm trying to look up right now. <laughs> well, uh, we walked out of a movie? We did. It what had... What was it? Um, Savages. It's called Savages. It was with Blake Lively. Mm. It's a horrible, horrible movie. It makes no sense, and it was so bad that we walked Who out. Who else is in it? I don't um, think I know that movie. Oh, God. It's really bad. It was 2012. Um, who else is in it? Uh, Benicio del Toro, Selma Hayek, huh. Taylor Kitsch. I've never heard of that movie. Oh God! Well, you should watch it. It's an Oliver Stone movie, I think. Oh wow! But it's so. Is it a drug bad. movie? Yeah. Okay. Remember there? It actually. I kind is, of remember. She's like this amazingly hot girl, and she's sleeping with two men, and they oh. live in this house. Oh right! And then they're gonna like. Uh, it's like marijuana smuggling. <laughs> yeah. Oh they're, no! They're making. Yeah. I have seen that movie. <laughs> really? They're making comically bad. I have totally seen that movie. <laughs> like we should have stuck around just to I make fun of it. That's the thing. I want to stick around. I should have stuck around because maybe it got amazing in the second half. 
No, it didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, no. It's like, like I think Joe Mandy has like stuff. He used to tell jokes about how okay. bad it was. Um, but yeah, we walked out of that movie. It I can't fast. believe you went and saw that in the theater. Shame on both of you. Yeah. <laughs> the coming attractions were kind of sexy. You know, I think we thought, like, I remember thinking, like, this is going to be a hot movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Blake Lively, I mean, yeah. she's fun to look at for a couple hours. Yeah, of course. And and Selma Hayek and Benicio yeah. Del Toro. It's like, sure. I've, I'm into all those people. Uh-huh. And the guy from... <laughs> Friday Night Lights? Yeah. Like, don't get me started. It's always fascinating <laughs> when all, all like, in, interesting, good people make, make a, a bad horrible movie. film. Yeah. And Oliver Stone is at the yeah, helm. Just Although, like, you know what? He's had a lot of flops, hasn't he? Uh, he hasn't been on his game in the yeah. a, a Quite while. some time since yeah. JFK. <laughs> Probably so. Um, yeah, I mean, it shows how hard it is to make a good yes. movie sometimes. Yeah. It's true. And like, there's all so the elements many, are there. There's so many, like, ele- outside of your control. You oh, just, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, number four, I tailor for the guests. Who would pay? Uh, who would play Kurt and Laura in the movie about your love story? Who would play you guys? We would. We would. <laughs> <laughs> um, we need the money. If you had to cast someone else, yeah. Uh, can we choose for uh, actors from any time period? Yeah, yes. that's what I was okay. about to say. For sure, they don't have to align. So, like nineties. Uh, Early '90s Eric Stoltz for me. Oh, nice. Wait, who's Eric Stoltz again? Eric Stoltz says he had the red red hair. Uh, he was in Pulp Fiction. He's the guy who I was showing you pictures of in Pulp Fiction, the heroin dealer in Pulp Fiction. He was also in um, some kind of wonderful. Some kind of wonderful was his like main first big one. Mm. You, you don't know who Eric Stoltz no is? <laughs> Neither of those me? references are That's like crazy. Getting me. No idea. Um, I don't know. People used to tell me that I look like a young Annette Benning. I can see that. Like wait, like a while ago. Um, and I adore her, I think. Yeah. A young, so, a young Annette Benning. She's and now Eric in Stoltz. her 60s. <laughs> so, I love it. That's great. That's our answer. Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just a picture of those two standing in front of a giant butt. <laughs> it's uh, a really good movie. And then finally, movie going 101. What is what is y'all's uh, deal at the movie theater? What's your ritual? Where do you sit? What oh, do you right. get at the snack stand? Man, so this is making me sad because I used to really have a ritual. Mm-hmm. And it was when we were in New York. I would uh, go to the Sunset Place and get um, Junior Mints, and they were chilled. Oh. And that's clutch. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, like, if you're really going for it, somebody gets popcorn, popcorn and you mix them together. and you uh-huh. go, Yeah. So I would say mints, go with that. Chill junior mints and popcorn. Yeah. But now we don't, you know, we don't go anywhere that even offers junior mints. And like, now we don't go to the movies, really. Right. We sit in front of our television, watch a lot of We movies. went to one movie what together. What did we go to? What, what? It was at the... The premiere of The Big Sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I had to leave in the middle to go pump. Did you really? <laughs> I pumped in the middle of it. Yeah, she pumped in the bathroom at the, at the arc light. Everybody was really weirded out when I got up. Like, you don't get up in, in the middle of the movie. Premiere, premiere, and I was yeah. like, I... Especially when your <laughs> husband's up. in the movie. Yeah, it's like... like fuck this, this I'm out of here. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, that. And uh, where do you sit? Middle. I, what's your yeah, preference? Middle, middle. Middle. Pretty normal. Probably like... If it, if there's a if there's like a walking area and there's a part down front and mm-hmm. then a part in the back, maybe second second or third row in the middle. Of the, like the, the stadium seating yeah, part? Yeah, yeah. That's what Kurt would choose. I like I did the thing where you find like the middle seat. Right. 
Oh, dead middle. Dead middle, and yeah. And you like do that. a math equation. I totally do. And <laughs> find the dead center. Lots of times I find myself in a totally empty movie theater, too, mm-hmm. so you can do that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, the theater at Glendale is pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. The, you know, I used to the go see movies over like, there. In the, in the mall there, the oh, Americana yeah. or whatever. You can get, like, flavored Coke, like peach Coke. Nice. I think that's pretty much <laughs> that's everywhere common now. now. Yeah. Oh, really? That was cool for me. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> so a peach Coke. I was at Fuddruckers yesterday, and they have the same machine. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an exciting machine. You went to Fuddruckers yesterday? I went to Fuddruckers. <laughs> I buried the lead. <laughs> well, that's a perfect way to end. Good job, guys. Thanks Thank for coming you. in. Thank you for having us. That was us. fun. Thank you. All right, folks, that was fun. I think it went pretty well. Uh, it was fun having a married couple in here. I'm going to try and do that again in the near future. Um, it was fun listening to them talk about the uh, the crazy things that they've done, whether it's jet skiing up the Mississippi River or driving a giant butt across country together. Uh, they are game to try anything, it seems like, and a lot of fun. Uh, you can follow Kurt at Kurt Brownoller, uh, K-U-R-T-B-R-A-U-N-O-H-L-E-R. And, um, you know, I tried to look up Lauren's Twitter. I don't know if she's on Twitter because there are a lot of Lauren Cooks. So apologies, Lauren, if I am not shouting out your Twitter because I'm not sure which one it is. But knowing Lauren, she's probably not even uh, messing around with that stuff. She's got more important things to do. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Broadcast News, what a great movie. We really got into that one. And uh, all kind of agreed on the major points, including that kind of strange tacked-on ending, which is, to me, the only flaw in that film. It's a really, really great one otherwise. So I hope you enjoyed it. And and until next week, uh, why don't you go get married? Because being married is great. Movie Crush is produced, engineered, edited, and soundtracked by Noel Brown and Ramsey Yunt at HowStuffWorks Studios, Pont City Market, Atlanta, Georgia. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.